This message is brought to you by Moira Pentecostal Church. We hope that it will encourage, challenge, and inspire you in your walk with God. Three main points that I wanted to do tonight from a particular scripture. But just as a way of introduction, you know, I listen sometimes to the radio when there's a a program that's on sometimes called Last Word. And really what it's about, it's about people who have recently died, passed away. And they would do it, you know, maybe at the end of the week, there's maybe two or three people. And they would have people on talking about them, about what they've done in society. It's usually, it's usually famous people or people that have, you know, been in the media or, or, or in sport or all those sort of things. And you can see that this week, even just with the outpouring with that cricketer that was killed this week. And, you know, if it's on later in the week, you'll probably hear a thing on this particular cricketer as well. But they talk about people, and it's called last word. And I'm trying to say to you tonight, what would be your last word? If you were going away tonight, maybe, maybe, you know, not, we're talking particularly about death, but if you were going away tonight, and you had a last word to say to someone, what would it be? What would it be? What if it's something that's, that's encouraging? Maybe some people maybe get a grumpy head on and say something a little less discouraging. But would it be something that is going to encourage someone to go on and to go forward? And especially as, as talking as Christians, to go forward in, in the things of God. And it's going to help them to make a difference in their lives. And maybe it's a, a set of principles that you, you have done in your life. And God has blessed you in them. And you want to pass them on. And that's a good thing. Because our last words are powerful things. And Paul in Acts 20, he called the leaders of the, the Ephesian church together. just read a few verses. There's another verse I want to come to, but just for way of introduction. Verse 17. And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know that from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the, line, by the line in wait of the Jews. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but I have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what he says, And I behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying, The bonds and afflictions await me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life unto myself, or my life dear unto myself, so that I may finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And then he goes on to talk to them, encourage them, he goes on to warn them, about false teachers coming into the church. And he says to be careful. Watch for those things. 
But he's saying to these men here, he calls them together, he says, you're not going to see me again. He has called them together because he has something important to say to them. So there's encouragement, there's warning, there's instruction. And he's trying to say to them, move on in these things that I'm instructing you in and things will go well with you. But that's not where he leaves it. And that brings us to the book of Ephesians. Although he called these men together, later on he wrote a letter to them. And again, if you read the letter, it's an encouragement. He talks to them in the first few chapters about their salvation, of what God has done for them, what Jesus has done for them, how he has set them free. He goes on then to talk about some instructional things about how to treat one another, to love one another, servants, husbands, wives, how to relate to one another. But I believe there's a verse that ties it all together. And we'll find that in Ephesians chapter 6. And I think this is where Paul got to the stage where he knew this was probably going to be the last thing he could say to these, to these, these saints in, in Ephesus. And the way they were his friends, these were his friends. These were people he cared deeply about. These were people that he wanted the best for. What could Paul say to them? When he sat down to write this letter, what can I say to them that is going to make a difference in their lives? What is going to make a difference in their lives? What's going to really help them even transcend their situation? And I believe we find that in Ephesians 6 and verse 10. And he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What a scripture. What a scripture. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And just a few things just in this verse. Finally, I want to encourage you tonight because he comes to them with the word of God and the word of God speaks to us tonight. And the word finally, what does it say to us? It tells us that the word of God has final authority in all things in our lives. The word of God has final authority on your life and the final word of God has authority on my life. The word of God is final What he has spoken will come to pass. What he has said he will do, he will do. Nothing can stop it. It will come. And I want us to see that tonight, that God's word has the final authority on our lives. You know, I think of the story of Joseph and how Joseph had the dreams how his brothers would bow down, how his mother and his father would bow down before him, and that he would rule over them. And for years and years and years, it looked like it was never going to happen. The Bible says the word of God tried him. The word of God tried him. He went from prison, or from the, from the, the pit, to the prison, to the palace. But when he was in that pit and when he was in that prison, 
Do you think he could see the palace? But he had the word of God. And the word of God had final authority on Joseph's life. We know the story of Joseph. You know these stories. You think of King David. Or David as he was. A young boy, a shepherd boy. And he was anointed king. And for years Saul hunted him. Hunted him because he was jealous of him. But did it come to pass? Yes. Every circumstance was fulfilled according to the word of God. I think of Gideon. We know the stories well. Comes to him and says, Thou mighty man of valor. Thou mighty man of valor. And what happened? God made him a mighty man of valor. And his word had final authority in Gideon's life. Do you know that nothing can come into our lives unless unless God gives it the okay? Nothing can come into your life unless God has already filtered it and allowed it. I think of Job. We look at all of that and the devil comes and says, and God says to the, the devil, have you considered my servant Job? And the devil says, well, look what you've done for him. You take all that away. Take that all away from him. He'll curse you. And God said, that's the way it's going to be. You take it all away from him and we'll see. Now, who allowed that? God had already filtered it. The devil couldn't take his life. He went on and he could touch his body, but he could never take his life. And that says to us that we are in the hands of God and God's word has final authority in our lives. God's word is final to you and I tonight. Just let me read this scripture. You know it well, but let me just read. It's worth reading again. Isaiah 55. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall shall not be cut off. Listen, the word of God has final authority in our lives. Finally, my brethren, Paul went on to call them his brethren. And really what this is saying, we're not alone. We are not alone. Paul could identify with these people. Paul could identify with the situation they find themselves in And where they would find themselves in the future. Paul could identify with it. I think it's good to encourage one another. um, From the word of God. And you say well the word of God says this. And that's right. But someone comes along. Who's been through a few things. 
with the word of God, that person has a totally different scale to pass on to us. We have seen something that they have went through a few things and God has brought them through. And that's the people we really, really watch. You know, we, Pastor, talked about in cell group, we, we chat about what God has done in our lives and how God has encouraged us and God has strengthened us. And listen, there's some of you with, with testimonies that you sit there and in all genuineness, your mouth drops open of what some of you have been through. But we listen to it. And we think, if God can do that for them, God can do that for me. Because we can identify. And they can identify with our situation. And we are encouraged. Pastor read this morning about they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. The word of God is final authority. And Paul can identify with what we're going through. You know, someone has been through a few things has an awful lot of stuff to say. And it's good stuff of how God has brought them through. And it should encourage us in the midst of where we find ourselves. And yes, there's tough situations we find ourselves in. But God will bring us through. You think even last week, you know, there's tough things that we go through. But even the simple things of, of looking for direction. I listened last week to, to Alan and Rachel giving their testimony of how the Lord had spoke to them and sent them to the Philippines and how things worked out. Listen, for you that were here, were you encouraged? Were you encouraged? Not that the Lord's going to send you to the Philippines. Although if you feel that, listen, it would be good to, to say yes to that. So it would. But in your situation... It encourages you. God can speak to me. God can speak to me. And we identify with that. And we can hear the call of God even in someone's testimony. Some of the quotes I was just thinking about, just what some famous preacher said, I don't give the names, which is, you know, well done is better than well said. Well done is better than well said. Someone who's done it will think, that's who you want to talk to. That's who you want to listen to. They have got something to say. And as I say, yes, we encourage one, one another with the word of God because it has final authority. But if it comes from someone with a bit of experience, yes, I want to hear what they have to say. You live to explain thy doctrine by thy life. What do you believe? Are you living it out? Because someone else is watching and they're identifying and they're saying, God can do that for me. Who was Paul's example? Because Paul had an example. Paul's example was Jesus himself. I know we know it well, but I want to read it tonight. Just the word of God, let it speak in their hearts from Messiah 53. Jesus had been through a few things. Who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. 
He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And it goes on. Jesus could speak with authority. Because he identified with us. He became man. He became flesh. And he could identify with us. He is our, he calls us brethren. He calls us children. Pastor Paul last week, when we were at the men's meeting, he mentioned that Jesus called his disciples, my little flock. Now that's tenderness, and that's care, and that's someone who loves his brethren. Paul could identify because Jesus was his example. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God's word has final authority. He identifies with us so we can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Some of you tonight, and this, this is where the, basically this message came from. Some of you in here, and I know some, some of you have things hidden, the struggles you're going through. Some of you are in the midst of a storm. Some of you are in a tight place. But listen, God's word has final authority in your life. He identifies with you because he has been there. But he commands us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Old Puritan preacher put it this way. The outcome of the battle rests on God's performance and not on your skill or strength. The outcome of the battle rests on God's performance, not on your skill or God's strength. And that's what that says. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord's performance. Be strong in his power of his might. That's your power and your strength comes from. What does it say about God's power? It's omnipotent, all-powerful. There is nothing can stand against God and his power. And he has spoken his word over your life. And it has final authority. And his power will bring it to pass. Because that's what he said. We stand against principalities of powers. It goes on to talk in, 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 in Ephesians 6. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Some of us are putting our strength into fighting one another. 
Some of us are trying to work the situation out and we're putting our strength in that. Some of us are trying to manipulate it to take a bit of pressure off. But the word of God says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It depends on God's performance, not on your skill or your strength. That encourages me. I hope it encourages you. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God's word has final authority in your life. When I think about, you know, we read that so often about the armor of God. All of that armor is God made and it's God given. There's not a piece of the flesh in that. Stand, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. That's the Lord's truth. It's not ours. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. It's his righteousness, not ours. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's his gospel. It's his peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. It's his faith. Faith in him. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. God has given us everything that we need. And what he says to us, put all of your effort, all that you can muster into being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. His word has final authority over your life. And this is why the enemy attacks our faith. Because again, as I say, we've read this so many times, but above all, above all, it doesn't say that about the rest, but it says above all, taking the shield of faith. Because if the devil can stop you from trusting in God's power, and his might to accomplish what he says, you will struggle, and you will stumble. But if we get our, our focus on being strong in the Lord, and in the power of his might, you've got to hold up your shield, you've got to hold up your trust in God, because his word has final authority Hallelujah. over your life. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I want to finish with that. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We want to pray for one another. Because that's what it says to do. We're saying, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then it says to go on and pray for one another. Jesus prayed for the disciples. He prayed for Peter that his faith fail not. And I think in a way he's encouraging us to pray one another. Lord, help such and such in the battle. Lord, give them strength. Lift their head up. Cause them to stand tall. I've asked Clifford, maybe in the band, maybe just lead us in a wee song. And there was a new song there we sung tonight, which was quite apt, but if you, if you have it there. I want to ask you tonight, are you in the battle? I know some of you are. 
and there's some of you here are more private about it. But listen, we want to pray for one another. We want to reach out to one another. We're going to worship and, and I'll pray and maybe if Clifford or, or Pastor maybe want to pray or, and we just want to lay hands on one another. I don't want to ask you to come to the front but if you want prayer, you're in the middle of a battle. You're in a struggle. I want to ask you to stand. And those around, and this, is, this includes all. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. If you're not going to stand tonight, lay hands on the person that is standing. And we'll ask God's blessing. We'll ask God to keep them. We'll ask God's work in His to encourage them and to show them that His word has final authority in their lives. God will accomplish what He said He will accomplish. And it's for the glory of His name and for His honor. The Spirit has moved tonight just during the praise and worship. And just sense it with the word. I want to encourage you. We're going to sing. If you want prayer tonight, please stand. If you want to stand now, please go ahead. Maybe you don't, but we're going to pray. If you have a struggle tonight and you want prayer, just stand where you are. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more messages like this one, visit us online at www.mpc.org.uk. You will also find a selection of informative videos at youtube.com forward slash Moira Pentecostal.